and action welcome to another amazing episode of the action podcast uh we are on episode 69 and today we're talking about disney's haunted mansion uh which is based off of the ride uh and then we're also going to talk about talk to me uh which is a kind of an indie horror film and yeah so with that pete yeah there's a there's an interesting sort of backstory that i don't have the whole picture of it but just a a snippet of it and that alone is very interesting yeah yeah we'll discuss that when we uh we talk about it let's get into haunted mansion i'm very curious to hear uh your thoughts on this uh first before we get into haunted mansion did you see the original with eddie murphy or no yes okay directed by the great rob minkoff of course i saw it right okay great i actually did my research before i wanted to make sure we had a, a comparison of the two um and so i checked that out this week it's on uh disney plus if you didn't figure that out already fans but uh yeah uh so what were your thoughts uh i i always get nervous when you know disney movies come out nowadays especially when they're live action uh especially when they're sort of this one isn't a remake you know necessarily um of the rob minkoff film but you know it has the same name so you're always like oh boy like what did what are we gonna watch now um but i I was pleasantly surprised in this film i i enjoyed the journey i enjoyed the story i thought the um i thought like keith stanfield was was good i mean he's always good um he's he's an up and he's been around for a little bit of time but i mean he just keeps doing films and just keeps elevating himself uh i thought rosario dawson was was good um owen wilson is your classic owen wilson um and i'm glad that he was in this film because that character needed an owen wilson i thought that was perfectly yeah. casted um I, but you know what i liked about owen wilson's character too was like to kind of your point he he was able to kind of be himself and be the classic kind of Owen Wilson and throw in some one-liners and stuff like that without kind of the pressure of like carrying the movie. Like yeah. every time he came in, it, it's just like, you'd come in, pinch it, hit a double, you know, walk off, you know, he just, he would get on base every single at bat. And I really enjoyed that. Again, he didn't have like a huge role in terms of like, you know, character weight, you know what I mean? But I, I'm glad yeah. because, because like, the biggest difference between this one and the Rob Minkoff one was the w- first one was obviously Eddie Murphy, right? And Eddie Murphy almost at the end, not, I don't want to say the end of his prime, but you know what I mean? You're in the the peak of Eddie Murphy and him doing a lot of Disney movies and all those. Re- yeah, that, that movie came out, uh, you know, on the other side of his career. Yeah. And this is when he's doing that nicely. Yeah, that's when he started to do all the family films, though, like you're the clumps and nutty professor all that good stuff right um and so that was again eddie murphy centric this one i felt like the comedy was spread out with him between him and danny devito danny devito i thought also kind of crushed in this too yeah and he played a little bit of a different role for him i mean it's tough for danny devito to play anything different but his character (laughs) was so zany you know he was zany and and really off the wall and um when he was on screen for that little bit of time um i mean he he crushed he did a great job um you know jamie lee curtis is also in this fresh off of her academy award um i thought she was fine you know um she she plays the 
the head inside Madame, of the uh, Madame Ziota. Yeah, inside of the the the, the magic crystal ball. Um, and then I found out that Jared Leto is in it, or Leto is in it. Um, yeah. And I didn't even recognize him. He played the he played the sort of the ghost, the villain. Um, but you can't even tell it's him. It's almost like um, in well, it's the all CGI, of course. Yeah, but it didn't even sound like him either. You know, at least yeah. um, it was sort of the same way I felt after I saw the Batman with um, Colin Farrell as the Penguin. Like I found out afterwards that that was him and. I looked to see who who played the bad guy, and I'm like, Jared Leto, really? I had zero clue. It just doesn't look like him, doesn't sound like him. It's CGI, so how would you know? But you know, that character's fine. I mean, it's a good it's a good story, and they have they have basically they the thing I liked about this film was that they they really used every um, every moment that you see or experience in the ride at Disneyland. You've got the 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 actual photos are, are the same, uh, like the, the woman who's the cat that turns into the cat woman. That was floating cool. uh, candles. They do, they do it um, seamlessly, though. You know what I mean? They, 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 yeah. Tiffany Haddish's character, she plays the psychic uh, or medium. Yeah. Uh, and and she sits in this like in the sand. She sits in one of the chairs, like with a big round back like you do yeah, in the ride, ride when it starts spinning and moving backwards. It reminds yeah. you of the ride. That was they awesome. got the fucking ghosts. They got the clock hands spinning backwards, the stretching walls at the beginning when you enter. Yeah. Uh, even the ghosts flying around the cemetery in the end are exactly like that one moment in, in the cemetery. Yeah. And the dancing um, ghosts in the ballroom at, at the very end. So they really do take every And the guys that are asking for the ride. Yeah, the hitchhikers. So the only thing they didn't do, which I thought they were going to do at the very, very end. You know when you're leaving the ride and there's that woman who's just like... Oh, come back and yeah. you know the next time and blah blah blah. Like yeah. you just hear her voice as you're exiting the ride. Like I really missed that nitpicking yeah. stuff, of course. Totally. But I, I have a question. The one thing that they didn't put in from the ride. I have a question based off of the original as well. Um, you know, in the original they had the the singing guys, and that was like a nice touch in the first one. Is that was I that in the ride? That was in the ride, wasn't it? Or no? Uh yes, they're in the the graveyard on the ride okay that's now, the difference between the two is that you know the eddie murphy one is is centered around the family and you know eddie murphy is um and his real wife estate. are like real estate um yeah. people and it's it's based on them going and visiting a house that they want to help sell and then it turns into yeah. an adventure this one was done a little bit differently and i was i was happy that they didn't you know copy the other one um, this one is, you know, uh, Rosario Dawson and her son, I think they bought a house because they wanted to make a, a bread and bread and breakfast, yeah. a bed and breakfast. Um, and then they bring in the Keith Stanfield who, who invented, uh, he's like an astrophysicist or something. And he invents a, a camera that can capture, uh, ghosts don't, yeah, don't, uh, on, this, on film. Just don't give away. There is some key parts to that story that. Okay, but I'm just setting it up. It's called. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. Just on his story, just don't. Yeah, yeah. It. No, I'm not gonna mention anything like that. But uh, his he's he's a very powerful actor, and and he's like one of those people. Like we've we've talked about specific actors in the past couple of podcasts over the past few weeks that you just feel things um, just from their eyes alone, and and he's just one of these actors that when he's sad uh you feel it and and when he's happy you feel it and when he's having fun you feel it he just he's, he's magnetizing 
yeah. I thought his performance was really great. Different look for him with his big giant dreads, but um, yeah, great, great performance on on his part. And it, it's a fun movie. I think um, I would be wary of how young your kids are. Um, there are some frightening. Well, it's PG thirteen. Yeah, I know, but you know, PG thirteen, you can kind of get away sometimes with having kids. Um, you know, like my daughter, for example, seen the Harry Potter movies. Like right. those are fairly scary at moments, right? I think I would let her see this one. Um, she's, she's old. Although I might, I might regret it slightly, but I think she would enjoy it. But just be wary. I would, I would make sure you check first on, on whether or not yeah. you should take kids to this one. But yeah, good. I, it only got a six point one on on IMDb, which I thought was slightly low. I thought it was it was a little bit better than that. Um, but you know, what are you going to do? It's Disney. Yeah, I, I think one kind of know what you're watching, right? This is not going to win any Oscars for, you know, for what it is. This is a very, like, you should know what you're getting into. But I agree with your point. Uh, this was definitely pleasant, a pleasant surprise. Um, one of the better Disney live-action films I've seen where I can literally just went in and just had a good time. Uh, you, you already mentioned Lakeith Steinfeld, but he adds a real dramatic dimension to this film that mm -hmm. just absolutely worked and his storyline and performance there's a scene where he has where i i mean if i didn't tear up i'm uh, you know i was definitely on the verge of it but he, it it was very very emotional um you know and so uh this movie was was definitely deeper than the original i think the the all the characters had a had a deeper connection uh, compared to the original um the original was more of a again kind of just an eddie murphy let's combine eddie murphy with disney and you know we're gonna go from there and a lot of people liked it some people didn't um i enjoyed the original i i do think this one is again just a better complete film than the original uh i think it's just tighter and i think you know we we talked about this in, in another of the podcasts but films today i feel because of like the pandemic and 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 other factors is there and, and i think there's more opportunity but the scripts are tighter now they're not people aren't just throwing out movies like they they started to do during that original time period where it's just like we're just trying to make a buck this one i, I don't even know this one's going to make its money back but this one just felt like they spent more time on it and it, it's tighter in so many different avenues well, yeah, and there also wasn't anything behind it. Like, there was nothing kind of, it didn't have that pressure of, you know, like when The Little Mermaid came out. I mean, there was just months and months and months of of press and, and advertising and buildup to that film. Yeah. I didn't really see or hear a lot about this film, except that it was coming out. You know, I didn't really know anything about who was in it, um, you know, who who produced it, other than Disney, obviously, but, you know, who who was actually working on the film itself, so... I, I think it came in under the radar a little bit, and I think that worked in its advantage a little bit because I didn't go into it with any sort of expectations other than my normal, uh-oh, it's a Disney live action. What am I going to see? You know what I mean? But other than that, that's why I was pleasantly surprised by it. But, yeah, I mean, it's definitely great for the family and go and see it. It's a, If you don't have a family, I think you would have a good time with it. It's a good, well-paced uh, story. Yeah. And, and I, I think it doesn't, I mean, it's hard to make a movie about ghosts without CGI, right? But I don't think that it leaned on it and, and used it as its main point. Like, we have to make this film with CGI or else. I mean, there's some real story in this film. 
Yeah. Um, and it's used when it needs to be used, obviously. Um, yeah. That's all I'll say about it. Yeah. I, I, to your point, I don't think this movie is going to be for everybody just because of the topic. Um, you know, this is a, you know, I, I think hardcore like horror fans may just not dig the vibe because it's just not, it's not insidious or, you know, any of those saw or like, it's not these hardcore horrors. This is a, again, like a Disney horror. Um, but it, you know, it's, it's definitely got some creepy moments to it. I think the biggest mistake that this film made was timing in terms of like, this is a Halloween film. And not only is this released at the, towards the tail end of summer, but it's also a week after Barbie. You're, so you're like, even before we knew Barbie was going to be a hit, it's still like, like it's stacked up against so many other tent poles. You know, you already released Indiana Jones earlier in the summer, a little bit of overlap demographic wise. Mission Impossible is still here. Um, and then, of course, Oppenheimer and Barbie. Um, I, I don't understand why they would release it. And then next week, you have Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, and it's just, it just feels like one again, because of the topic put around Halloween, that just seems more appropriate. And then I don't know. I don't feel like it gave itself much of a chance to do it. It, it scored. Yeah. We have, no, the- I mean, that's a good point. I mean, it's, you know, putting out a movie at a specific time. I mean, I've experienced that, you know, when you put something out in between something, it's like, why would you do that? You yeah. know, you're surrounded by giant IPs and then you're going to have your smaller film come out. And, you know, even though this is a Disney film, it's supposed to be a big film. You know, you're still surrounded by these major blockbusters from the summer. Right. So, yeah, I get it. Uh, and, and then um, so we actually do have the numbers in uh, at the time of this recording. And, you know, it made made 20, 20, just just under 25 million domestically, 33 worldwide. I don't I don't believe it's been released that much worldwide yet but still uh you know for a 150 million dollar film that's it's just going to be tough but again like blame yourself like why are you releasing it now and i like you tell me you can't pivot and move it back like hey guys you know we got barbie coming up like i don't know if it's an ego thing i know logistically you can't no they they probably just they probably figured it it wouldn't matter in the long run because they're going to put it on their streaming service either way, and yeah. it'll just be a part of that. And whatever, that's what they do. Yeah, I mean, I I think for me, I I read this earlier, but I know part of the allure of this movie is it will drum up interest into the theme park. Like I know for myself, it's like, oh man, I kind of want to ride the ride again. Like you know, because like you're saying, there's so many elements that it combined that it made me feel like i'm on the ride you know yeah so yeah o- overall I, I, like i said i'd say if you are into this type of disney film i think it, i think i think go see it um i thought it worked so uh yeah uh mm-hmm. next next we have talk to me uh and this is a film uh directed written and directed by two youtube stars uh, I don't know how to pronounce yeah. the names, but uh, Pete, I'll let you. Danny and Michael Filippo, 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 something this- like that. But I have a feeling we're going to hear about them again because, yeah, what a story! Like these guys are just—they—they they made these little short films online. I've never seen any of them. I never heard anything about these guys, 
And they made this film, Talk to Me. And I believe it was released or made in Australia because in the credits, it's all like Australian this, Australian that. But um, this stars, the only one that you would really recognize is Miranda Otto. And she played Eowyn in the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Uh, you would recognize her face if you're fans of the of those films, which I am. Um, but the the main star, this girl, her name is Sophia Wilde. Um, she plays the character Mia. This girl's going to be a star. I, I just I have a feeling about it. She is amazing. Her her performances are next level. Um, the rest of the cast, I mean, they're just a bunch of kids, and it's probably their first film ever. And you can tell this girl seems like a seasoned professional i mean you felt everything that she was going through and she goes through a lot so the gist of this film is is that you know group of kids this girl mia um her mother has passed on allegedly committed suicide she's just not absolutely sure yet her friends have this hand this embalmed hand that uh you basically you you hold on to it and you light a candle and you say talk to me and then you immediately see a ghost in front of you although the ghost looks horrifying of course um and then when you say i let you in then you then the spirit goes inside of you and you experience it for like 90 seconds i guess is the limit that you're allowed to do this and then they release you of it and then everyone tries it and it's done at parties basically so it becomes like this, almost like a high for these kids. And so they keep doing this over and over again, seeing all these different passed on spirits, et cetera, um, until obviously uh, one of the people holds on for too long, longer than the 90 seconds. And then that spirit is now uh, in them. And then the story begins with horrifying and terrifying supernatural things happening. Nothing nothing like major jump scary and uh and there is some like not gore but i mean there are some really intense bloody moments but nothing that that is just like it's not like saw where they just do stuff that's ridiculous this was a really well crafted film great story like i said this girl sophia wilde is just amazing if you like these kinds of films which i do uh, I recommend. It. I just found out about this movie like two days ago, and I watched it yeah last night, and it was well worth it. I was so happy I heard about this film. Talk yeah. to me. It needs more people to go see it because it's really well done. Yeah, as of again, as of the recording uh, had a four and a half million dollar uh, production budget and made ten in the United States alone. So that's what we call a success. So, like you're saying, these guys will get another movie deal. Uh, especially with that kind of turnaround, so you, I can imagine it probably pulling in at least twenty to thirty million. Which again, on a on a on just go five million dollar budget, like that's that's a, a huge home run. And you can see how you can see how they were able to produce this for five million. I mean, the cast you probably they probably paid them scale, right? And then, but they really really worked themselves. They no only have a couple of settings. Um, so it's not like they needed a whole bunch of like locations. So man, they you can do it, guys. You can make a movie for five million. Yeah, you it make can be done. Absolutely. And it's all makeup too. There's no CGI or anything like that. So it's really well done. Great film. Go see it. Awesome. Well, that's gonna uh wrap us up for this episode. Uh next episode. Well, we got two. So uh we'll be having our classic episode Rocky Four. 
will be coming out uh, at the end of this week. And then on the new movie front, we have a couple films coming out. The, the major one is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, Mutant mm-hmm. Mayhem, which is an animated film. Um, and that is uh, ultimately produced by Seth Rogen, Evan Goldberg. Uh, he's also going to be a voice in it. Ice Cube, John Cena, among others, Jackie Chan. Uh, and so that one looks very kind of into the Spider-Verse type of a, a, a film. So this could kind of launch a new you know series here for the for the ninja turtle new phase in that franchise yeah uh and then secondly we have uh meg 2 uh which stars jason statham uh that's a basically about a kind of a prehistoric shark megalodon Uh, yeah and then did you see the first one i did yeah 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 i saw it the other day because i never i never saw it before it's it's your standard crazy high-budgeted shark movie yeah uh and then on apple tv plus you can actually watch it now we just have not yep. reviewed it yet but it's on now it's uh the beanie bubble uh it stars zach galifianakis elizabeth banks uh sarah snook of succession fame uh the movie's uh written and co-directed by uh, actually she co-wrote co-wrote and co-directed by Kristen gore uh she was an snl writer um, but yeah, uh, Pete's already started it. He says he likes it so far. Uh, so- I've started. Yeah, I'm halfway through, and it's so far it's it's really good. And Zach Galifianakis plays a character that you would believe he would do, but it's also not like anything he's really ever done before. No yeah. beard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a clean shaven Zach Galifianakis, which I've never seen before. So it's pre- it's pretty exciting. Yeah, so if you want to check that out, uh, you can go ahead and start that, and we'll be reviewing that again uh, on the next episode. So with that, Pete, uh, just make sure you like, subscribe, and share. Help us grow. We are slowly, slowly growing, but we need your help. Please keep supporting us. We'll keep putting out good content for you. And with that, Pete, that is a cut. Thanks, guys.